and thanks for downloading this UWA Alumni Podcast. My name is Andrea Bradbury and I'm here with Jordan Ding, who is a digital analyst at Accenture Australia. How are you going, Jordan? Yeah, good. And you? Yeah, good. Well, tell me a bit about your job because I'm from a marketing background and I need to know what a digital analyst exactly does. <laughs> to explain it simply, we work on the forefront of technology and we try to integrate um, so in simple terms again, try to put these new or fringe technologies into operation in businesses and drive value within businesses. The specifics of what I do currently will really depend on the particular client I'm working on or particular project that I'm working on one at a time. But currently what I'm doing is developing uh, data visualizations or dashboards uh, for an oil and gas client, specifically focusing on their offshore teams. So looking at the performance of their offshore teams uh, and tracking that performance using these dashboards. So again, it's only a small snippet of what a digital analyst does, but it's a very, very exciting role due to the scope of what you could be doing. Yeah, I can imagine. So it's anything from like, dealing with the financial side of a business in terms of sales mm. uh, to human resources, management, that kind of thing. Yeah. So really anything to do with the day-to-day business. Mm. It's, to describe it, it's anything and everything related to digital technologies or new technologies. And it's a terrible explanation because it is so wide and so vast. And it's true not only within Accenture, but if you talk to digital analysts, anywhere in, I would say, consulting firms globally, that would be the role that they're dealing with. They deal with very different, very unique problems that the businesses face. However, they're very interesting, very exciting because not many people know how to solve these problems. I guess that's what excites me to come to work every day. I'm trying to solve problems and go in a direction that no one's really gone down before to deliver value and have an impact on a business. And that for me is, uh, yeah, very exciting. So do you have a bunch of suppliers that you kind of say, oh, these are some cool technology that's coming up and kind of fit them as you need to your clients? Or do you actually have a part in making that technology? It's a bit of both, I would say. So I know Accenture specifically, we have in-house capabilities to go ahead and deliver things. For example, when I say French technologies, you're talking about your blockchain, talking about virtual reality, augmented reality. Uh, you're talking about advanced analytics. Just to name a few of the digital technologies that we use and implement. Now, it really depends on whether they're uh, software focused and that's something that Accenture can go ahead and deliver for a client or whether that you require some kind of hardware. So in those cases, we have a supplier who will provide us with headsets and these headsets, for example, uh, could provide a view of an oil and gas platform up north for training purposes. So instead of having to fly all the way up north and do your training on an oil rig, you can now do it in the comfort of your office or even at your home as well. So to answer your question, it's a bit of both. That's pretty cool. Mm. And I'm going to go off on a little bit of a tangent just because you mentioned it. Blockchain, um, mm. a lot of people would know it as a similar, the, the system that makes up Bitcoin. Mm. Is that correct? Mm. How has that kind of system, uh, have you used it in anything with clients? Are you allowed to tell me if you've used it in anything with clients? Well, my answer <laughs> is I haven't used it personally. However, it's something that we are applying with clients right now. It's very, very exciting. However, um, what I would say with a big asterisk on blockchain, what I see currently is there's a lot of things being implemented which people call blockchain, but actually isn't blockchain. It's blockchain-like in that it behaves in a very similar way and uses similar logic to how blockchain would work. However, because of the 
marketing hype, you could say, around this technology. People just call it blockchain and all of a sudden it sells like firecrackers. <laughs> it's incredible. On the flip side, yes, we do have some proper blockchain technology. Um, and that's to do with things like general ledgers and smart contracts for businesses. Uh, very, very important because they produce, basically, it's transparency for businesses to understand what's going on from a vendor-supplier relationship. So, yes, to answer your question, we are doing blockchain. <laughs> uh, so, it's, yeah, good to be on the edge. Yeah, I mean, it seems like a really cool job. Wait, mm. as cool as the title, if you will. <laughs> um, but enough promo about what you do for work. How did you get there? What was your journey since UWA? My journey to UWA, I'd like to start my journey from before UWA um, and talk about my my career ambitions from a very early age and just describe how that's kind of charred me and pointed me in this direction of becoming a digital analyst all the way through the journey. So in primary school, I wanted to become a train driver. At university, it was a pilot within, uh, actually no, I might rephrase that actually. So in primary school, it was a train driver. In high school, it was a, as a pilot. At university and engineer, now I've done something completely different. From all that, become a digital analyst and consultant. However, there was a common trend within all those things. I like seeing things moving. I like seeing things happen around me. Now, whether that's in a literal sense or a figurative sense, in that literally seeing moving parts in front of me and understanding that I'm doing something to change that, or figuratively within a project space and seeing things move fast around me and a lot of progress happening. I'm always, I've always been attracted to that side of things. For me as well, uh, my career journey through UWA uh, with engineering, learned a lot of technical skills and I'm very, very thankful for the opportunity that I received to learn those technical skills at UWA. One thing that was stemmed, I think, through my engineering degree was my design or creative side of things, I feel. So as much as engineering was appealing from a technical standpoint, it did lack that creativity that I was hoping for and the ability to disrupt industries um, and have that impact that I really wanted to have from my degree. So I believe it was in my first year of Masters of Engineering, I decided to apply for a few jobs and applied for Ascension not knowing what they were. They're a technology company. What is this technology? I have no idea what this is. I'm going to apply and see what happens. Now, I wasn't set on working for Accenture. I had my doubts for about a year and a half, two years going through. A lot of time to question, a lot of thoughts going through my head. It was this the right decision that I made. Was I going to be happy in this position? And was I going to be learning the right things to be happy in the future as well? I really wasn't sure. And this is all through my master's. So really, it was a combination of two things, being really busy with studies and then having all these questions about universe, uh, my future within the workplace that really could not be answered at that point in time. I stuck with it, had doubts even my first day working there at Accenture, but really started to understand and be happy with the direction that I chose. And realized deep down that these fundamental things that I enjoyed, so the moving parts, seeing things happen around me really fast, having that impact and being creative, really came together in this one job, along with the technology side of things as well. Always had a passion for new fancy technology. So having all these things in one place was perfect for me. So definitely not a traditional pathway from university into my career, but definitely an interesting one at that. Yeah, it sounds like you were really interested in how things worked and trying to make them the most that they could be, you know, trying to take something and, and use that knowledge to make something else, I guess. Mm. But working in digital analysing, if that's a thing. <laughs> <laughs> We'll make it a thing. 
<laughs> Being a digital analyst, I guess, is your journey common? Is it? Does that kind of background, is it more just the curiosity that makes you a good digital analyst? Mm, I think curiosity is a big part. And my recommendation is that for anyone that wants to work in these new technologies, you need to have some underlying passion in these technologies. It's not an easy industry to work in. A lot of people don't know what's going on. It takes a lot of time to convince people to help them to understand what's going on. And that can be quite frustrating at times. However, um, if you're a person who's committed to seeing something through from concept all the way through to execution and seeing the whole entire journey and being a part of the whole entire journey, then definitely it's something that yeah, I would recommend you to pursue in the future. You kind of mentioned it as you were finishing up there, but um, what advice would you give to a, a first year student? I guess it's kind of tricky for you because it's not something that you studied in, but is mm. there some kind of advice that you would give to people who might be interested in, in all the cool stuff you just mentioned, mm. but uh, like you mentioned, not entirely sure if it's right for them, what, what the possibilities could be? There's a couple of pieces of advice I like to bond together. The first is to make the most of the opportunities provided to you. The second is to do what you're passionate about. And the third is to keep pushing at a technical standpoint for as long as you can because it will be worth it one day. So from an opportunity standpoint, I would say that I could have done better. I did do pretty well from the opportunities provided to me, but I could have done better. So, for example, I didn't go in exchange to university. And it's one of the regrets that I've always had coming out of university. But with that being said, um, was part of um, social sports, was part of multiple committees on university, and also in terms of the opportunities as well, making a lot of friends and building that network um, from university as well. So that's one side of things. The second side of things would be to pursue your passion. And a lot of people have told me this from an experience standpoint. Um, it's only been now in industry realizing that yes, this is definitely what you want to be doing. Doing something you're passionate about makes you happy and keeps you going from a day to day basis. A lot of people, specifically, I would say, within the realm of business, which of course is where I am at the moment, are very motivated by money and really want to strive for that, uh, that dollar sign at the end of their salary. Now, as much as that's really important, Really, for me, at the end of the day, it's all about what you're passionate about. Money will come later on. If you're passionate about something and will make, want to make something happen, that will come later on. The third piece of advice is probably the most controversial from every student standpoint. Why would I want to be as technical as possible? Because it's the toughest thing I can do. The simple answer is it's character building to some degree, I would say. It's character building because you go through a lot of challenges, you understand how to deal with those challenges, um, and you become better as a consequence of that as well. It's also a lot easier to learn these technical skill sets when you're much younger, through high school, through university, as opposed to going back later on. I'm not saying it's impossible, and some people will tell you it's impossible. If you're passionate about it and have enough passion to do it, you can always go back and do something that's very, very technical. But as with age and getting older and being or having more responsibilities around you, it's so much harder to learn these technical skill sets and really make the jump into these technical industries where you can make such a big impact with what you're working on. So it's just to be specific about technical um, knowledge, do you mean your engineering knowledge? Uh, your skills in university? It could be it could be anything. To like be, coding to, knowledge? <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah uh, for, for me specifically, it would be those things. However, I think the advice applies to anyone going through university. Uh, anyone who's considering both A, going to university in the first place, or B, pursuing postgraduate studies in the future, I would say. Uh, there is nothing wrong with 
to, to keep pushing. And the advice I was given when I was going through university is to, yes, keep pushing. It may be hard um, on the odd day. However, at the end of it, you'll see the rewards come back to you in the future. Um, it's very hard to see see that sometimes uh, when you're in the moment and being pummeled by all these assignments and all the other difficulties that life has. However, when you do get there, the reward is definitely worth all the effort. Yeah, I think at the gym they call it active recovery. I've always kind of seen that as like studying is like your active recovery between your career jumps, I guess. Mm. You did mention though you were on a heap of societies. Mm. I'm going to say heap in in a different way. (laughs) (laughs) You did mention though that you were on um, a few university societies. Do you want to talk about those? Yeah, so I was a part of uh, two university societies. The first one was uh, the UWA Young Engineers. So I joined them in first year and stayed with them for about four years until I realised that um, probably wasn't best for me to be part of engineering society given that I didn't want to do engineering anymore. So part of ways for that society. However, again, the people I met in that society, I would say definitely helped shape the direction um, that I went in, both with the university and beyond that as well. The second society I was part of was the UWA Consulting Society. Um, And I joined this after being part of the Young Engineers. And I found that within the society, coming from a very technical background, specific um, from an engineering and physics background, to be working or being in a committee uh, with uh, people from a majority of a business background was very eye-opening. You started to realise the way that um, engineers thought and communicated with each other was very different to the way that your typical business student, at least at that point in time, communicated as well. So I'd say the fundamentals of me being able to translate between both technical and business were really seated in both doing my studies within engineering, a very mathematical and very logically centric um, degree, but at the same time talking to people um, in business and understanding the the critical things that need to happen in order for certain ideas to be successful as well. So those were the sides I was part of and those are the, um, I guess, the impacts and the impacts they've had on me from that experience. Yeah, that's interesting. Um, And I guess you did mention that a a very important part about being part of societies is just making friends. Mm. Um, Have you found that any of them have been, you know, run into at work or part of your future networks? Yeah, so I'm only, I would say, quite fresh in terms of coming out of university. I've only been out of work for about a year or two. So in terms of the network side of things, it would be difficult to judge as to the network I have and how successful I've been in creating that network through friends at university. But from a friend standpoint, definitely keep in contact with as many people as I can from university. I'm friends with them for particular reasons, um, because I like spending time with them. And for me, work shouldn't be a reason to not spend time with these people. I personally get quite frustrated when people who go into full-time work only hang around with their work friends. It's almost like you've you know, the four or five years or however long you've spent university, uh, you've kind of thrown away the friendship group from there and all that experience you've had there to the work environment. And I understand that you need to keep developing and keep looking to, you know, new environments. But sometimes those older environments, you know, you're in that place where you have these friends for a particular reason. So, yeah, I've definitely kept in contact with them because I love spending time with them. Yeah, I think that's really important. And um, do you get do you get the UniView magazine? I do. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I get it too. And I, I opened the front cover only because it had a guy with YouTube on it, um, and he was quite good looking, to be fair. Um, <laughs> but but what I get from reading that is that you know the the people that you're surrounded with, while they might just be your other mates today, 
or tomorrow, you know, UWA graduates actually take on the world. Like this guy was some head of YouTube mm. and although they might just be our friends right now, that you know, who knows who they might be later on. Not that you should only care because of that, but you know, <laughs> which is pretty cool, I think. So yeah. yeah, I think it's important to kind of make f- genuine friendships with people. Definitely, yeah. Here, which sounds like that's what you did. So. Mm. <laughs> well, fingers crossed. <laughs> yeah. Well, thanks for chatting to us today, Jordan. Um, I know I've learned a lot about what it takes to be an analyst. And it's a completely different field to what I know. Um, but Jordan's going to be hanging out with us at the Career Cafe for recent graduates on the 5th of April. If you want to have a chat to him, then um, come and join us. Thanks for listening. Thanks. Thank you for downloading today's podcast. Hope you enjoyed it. At UWA, we help connect alumni with each other in our university through regular events on campus, across Australia and the globe. To ensure you don't miss out on events near you, make sure your contact details are up to date and follow UWA alumni on Facebook, Twitter and Instagram.